Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's session is going to be one of the long lower rate ones. Now we're doing this as week four session two of the 10k plan but don't worry you don't have to be doing the 10k plan to get benefit from this row but what we've been doing is we've been adding five minutes onto these longer rows every week and we are up at 45 minutes. Now what I worked out is that if you add up one two three four five six seven eight nine that makes 45. Well hey so this is what we're going to do today. We're going to do nine minutes at 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace then eight minutes at 18 strokes a minute and 2k plus 20 pace and then we're going to keep on going down that nine eight seven six five four three two one that makes 45 minutes and as you get through the row because the little chunks are getting smaller and smaller hopefully it will feel as though you're kind of you're coming into a close nice and quick let's see if that works out all right now, I'll talk more about why we're doing this. Really, it's just to keep it more interesting and whatever. Uh, but I'll talk all that kind of stuff when we get into the main row. We might as well, for the time being, just start off and kick into our four-minute warm-up, all right? So, we do this by going to our machine first and setting it up how we want it to be. Now, go to the drag factor and set that where you want that to be. If you don't know where you want to set it, I do have a uh, video on this channel which you can watch. We'll give you some kind of ideas. I've got mine sitting around about 115 to 120 right now. Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you're not looking up, not looking down. And finally, set those foot stretcher height things so that you're able to get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing forwards, okay? If you're too low, you'll go flying past and you can hyperextend your back and things. If your, your feet are set too high, then you might only be able to get to here before the flexibility gets in the way. So have a wee test, see where's best for you, all right? So our four minute warm up, we're gonna do this at 18 strokes per minute. We're gonna start off really with some light pressure from the legs while we're just working on the timing between pushing with the feet and that point when the handle picks up the flywheel at the front, okay? and then we'll increase uh, that pressure a little bit more as we get through the four minutes. So here we go then, warm up in three, two, one, let's go. So really it's almost like a body weight squat, almost like you're standing up that you're looking for power wise here. Because what you're trying to do is get the timing that as you push your feet into the machine, at exactly the same time, that's when the handle connects to whatever your machine, the power comes from. So in my case, in concept two, it's a flywheel, but maybe you've got a water wheel. Maybe you've just got a magnet or something that rotates, but it's all the same that you want to push with the legs at exactly the same time your hands connect to whatever the machine uses. But once you've got that timing right, you can start to think about pushing a little bit harder with the legs to get your speed up. And what we're looking for by the end of this second minute is to get up at round about 2K plus 20 pace. Now 2K pace is your average 500 meter pace to row a 2000 meter time trial. So row a 2000 meter time trial, divide the result by four, and that gives you your average. So if it took you eight minutes and 20 seconds, your average would be two minutes and five seconds. So when I say 2K plus 20, you'd row it two minutes 25 pace. 
Right, two more strokes. And then we're gonna put one foot on the floor. Here we go. One foot on the floor. Carry on rowing. Now this will help you with your compression into the front, that flexibility as you slide forwards. Because you've only got one leg strapped in, you should find it easier. And this will stretch you off a little bit more. Ready for the main session. One more stroke. Change feet. But make sure not to over compress, over slide. Because you can with only one leg attached. You can really go flying right past where you're meant to be. Remember, just shins to vertical. That's how far, far forward you want to slide. One more stroke. Then put both feet in, legs straight, and just roll with your back and arms. This is really important, because this is your starting position. With the arms out in front of you, and a forward lean. So although we're not using our legs, this is the position that you want to be in when you've slid to the slid, yeah, to the front of the machine. And you swing over your back, pull in your arms, then out with your arms and back over your back. So let's slide into the front with those straight arms and just push out. So just forward lean, arms straight, and just push out with the legs. See if you can hold that body position. You don't have to press too hard with the legs. Just get used to being in this forward lean with straight arms as you connect with the flywheel so you're not swinging your back too soon. Can we get two more in? I think we'll just get oh, right on zero. All right, so because today's session isn't that intensive, I mean, duration-wise, 45 minutes worth of work, yes, it's going to be quite intense by the end of it, or not intense, but, um, but it's not actually that big and tough from the start, that form when it warm up is perfect, okay? So you keep on moving up and on the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll quickly fly over, fly? Yeah, fly. One more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's row is a good fitness building row that'll give you a chance to just work on that core foundation fitness and work on some technique at the same time. What we're gonna be doing is rowing for a total of 45 minutes, but we're gonna do this as we're gonna jump between two stroke rates. We're gonna do 20 strokes per minute and 2K plus 18 pace, followed by 18 strokes a minute and 2k plus 20 pace. Now we're going to start off the first of these nine minutes long and then we're going to go eight minutes long then seven six five four three two one to take us to the end which then all adds up to 45 minutes. Now because this is one of the the lower stroke rate sessions that gives me a chance to or gives us all a chance to work on our technique I'm going to do this with my feet out of the straps because that really helps me work on my technique. Something I recommend doing from time to time for you as well, but if you've not done it before, then rather than just plonking your feet on and having absolutely no safety net in terms of flying off the back of the machine, just loosen the straps right off so that if things do go bad, you can quickly flick your feet back and catch yourself before you plummet off the back of the machine, okay? Because remember, plummet is not a good word. Okay, so we're gonna start off this first one for 20 strokes a minute at 2K plus 18 pace. So you ready for this one? Okay. Let's go then. In three, two, one, and go. So 20 strokes a minute is always a good one to start on because stroke rate wise, 
if you're not used to rowing at these lower stroke rates, you're not quite used to the timing for them. Well, 20 strokes a minute is just one stroke every three seconds. So all you have to do is look at your monitor and count down in threes. So as long as you're taking your stroke every three seconds, then you'll be hitting 20 strokes per minute. So I, obviously because I started bang on 45, that means that I go 44 as a stroke, then 57, 54, 51, etc. But depending on what your timer's saying, you may be a second out or so. Just make sure and count down in threes. But also, what's handy is that it kind of works out as one second leg drive and two seconds recover. So I'm really big on trying to get across the importance of rhythm and flow in your rowing stroke. And that's really easy to see at 20 strokes a minute. If you try to do one second drive, two seconds recover. So you have a powerful drive out from the front and then a nice slower recovery. After all, we think about it, you want your recovery phase to be as long as possible. So it makes sense that a powerful, fast drive is going to be the quickest part of your stroke. And then that recovery is the longest part. Because it's called recovery for a reason. It's not just about physically recovering to the front. It's also about your body recovering. Hang on, my watch is asking me if I'm rowing. Can I continue? Press the button and not fall off the machine. Let's see. Huh. I thought for a second then my lack of ability to multitask being a man would have sent me off the back of the machine. So what I'm saying is that you're using the whole stroke for a purpose. So you drive for that one second, recover for two in a nice rhythm 
and a good flow from part to part. So what that means is that I'm not stopping at any point. I really want to try and get across to people that this isn't a stop start jerky motion when you're rowing you're not drive stop move for ah uh, recover drive uh, uh, uh. everything flows into itself like you're dancing with a machine. Five minutes gone. Four to go on this initial 20 strokes a minute phase. Remember there's no rests. I didn't really mention that but I was hoping that you understood it. So the aim here is to get to the end of the 45 minutes without needing to stop, especially because we are rowing at slower pace on the lower stroke rates. However, if this is the first time you've really ventured up there time-wise for the durations of your rows and you really do start to get well if nothing else if you really need a drink <laughs> let's just say that then don't worry about stopping for five seconds to take a quick swig and then continue. I'd much rather in a training session that you stayed hydrated and able to continue even though you're meant to be able to row this full 45 minutes without stopping There's no point in really pushing yourself to the limit of dehydration for a simple training session. We do want to get you built up so that when it gets to rowing a 10 kilometer row, that you can manage the whole thing without needing to stop. And maybe that just comes down to how well you hydrate before the row. It's important to make sure you've got enough fluid in you before you start a session like this. Not so much that you need to jump off the rower and visit the restroom half way through your row but enough that your body has enough hydration to get through 
a longer session. I mean, I don't tend to drink anything up until I start rowing like a, a full marathon. Then I'll make sure to hydrate during the row. But even the two hour row that I have got up on here, I think I only had a drink just to show you how I drink mid row. Okay, four strokes. Then we're gonna to drop to 18 strokes a minute and 2K plus 20 pace. Okay, here we go. Down to 18. Slightly slower. Just follow me for the rhythm. Either on the video or just listen to the whoosh of my flywheel on the podcast but after about 30 seconds or so you really should be falling into stroke rate and pace chances are just dropping the stroke rate has naturally led to you rowing at 2k plus 20, just two seconds slower than you were before. And really, this is kind of what this row is about. It's just giving you time to work on your control while rowing. So that comes between how you change your pace as we move through this row by changing stroke rate, but also by thinking about your technique. So it should always just be, especially for the first half hour or so, a nice low heart rate row. You may nudge 70% of maximum, depending on how fit you are. But it really shouldn't be too intense a row for you. It's more about the opportunity to work on your rowing skills and to develop that core fitness. And what I mean by core fitness is your kind of underlying engine. It's like, it's not very good for a Ferrari to be able to hit 250 miles an hour, say. But if the engine isn't strong enough to hold that pace for a period of time, 
it's just going to blow up. What's the point of being able to go fast if you can't last? I should put that on a t-shirt. So these rows are about making sure that your engine is strong enough and fit enough to last when it does come to trying to perform faster. vital that you have this kind of a row in your toolbox. Got a mix and measure for something rotten now, aren't I? But like I say, it also gives you the space to think about your technique. I spoke about the flow as you move through the stroke. I didn't really say what you're supposed to be doing. Thought I'd leave it 13 and a half minutes and then start talking technique a bit more detailed. You should be nice and warm now that you can focus a bit more on your body position and things. So let's just take it from a arms point of view first just so you know what you're meant to be doing and not doing with your arms so like I said in the warm-up you want to make sure that your arms are straight as you come into the front of the machine ready for the stroke okay ready for the power Nice and straight. You might even want to think about a little outward rotation of your elbows to help keep them straight and to engage your lats. But it also helps keep them loose and relaxed as you come forwards. So as you are sliding forwards, you don't want your arms to be tense and rigid. You're not a wooden board. You want to think about being a zombie. If you were to do an impression of a zombie, you put your hands out in front of you, quite loose. Arr. Now you don't want your wrists to be limp. You're not like, Arr. not that kind of a zombie. You want to be a zombie reaching for something over there. Human brain over there. Okay. That gets you nice and straight as you come forwards. And then as you start the stroke, you keep those arms straight. Okay? Because you are not pulling with your arms from the start of the stroke. All you're doing is hanging off the handle as your legs 
push into the machine to put in the power. So your legs are your power, not your arms. Breaking news. Okay, so as you push with your feet, you hang off the handle with your hands, which has helped with those straight arms and your fingers hooked over the handle, hook. Okay, so thumbs underneath, lightly, maybe touching your index finger, but certainly not gripping. Talking of gripping, two more strokes, and then we are back up to 20s. Here we go, back up to 20 strokes per minute. And 2K plus 18 pace. So in order to get that pace up and the stroke rate up, all you need to do is give a tiny bit more of a push from your legs. That will make your drive speed that little bit quicker, which if you are hanging off the handle, like I say, results in more force going into the machine and therefore more speed. Add to that the fact that you are also taking two strokes per minute more than you were before, you should easily find that your pace has snuck up to two seconds faster than you were before. And because we're going just a little bit more effort, don't be concerned if your heart rate and breathing increases a little bit, especially as being, we're coming in on 19 minutes worth of rowing. The further we get through the session, the more of a cardiac drift you're likely to experience. So whereas a standard half hour, 20 strokes per minute row, you should be round about 70% of your max heart rate if you're holding 2K plus 18. Because this is a longer session, once you get past that half hour, don't be surprised if your heart rate increases. So that's us at 20 minutes gone already. I really think doing this with the time is a good idea. This 
9876-54321. As long as I can carry on doing the maths while I'm rowing with you. Next change is at 21 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so back to those arms. You push with the feet, and that's what sends the power through your body so that as you hang off the handle, that power surges into the machine. And then you keep those arms nice and straight until your legs are kind of three quarters done with their leg drive. So you really are holding those arms straight for as long as possible. But then you do pull to a finish as you come to the back of the stroke. Squeeze those shoulder blades together to get a bit of power out. Send your elbows through your sides. Essentially, you want your wrists to be flat as you come through. Just something I'm trying to work on a bit better right now. And if you finish with the handle up at sternum height, here, it may be that if you send your elbows directly through your sides, you have to do like a rabbit handle to do so. And that's my problem right now. So, if putting in a small elbow flare outwards helps to keep your wrists flat, feel free. However, I really don't recommend doing a big chicken wing so that your elbows are perpendicular to your shoulders sideways. Because by doing that, you're transferring all the power into your delts up in your shoulders, which are nowhere, nowhere near as powerful as your lats in your back, which you engage if you try to keep that elbow flare sensible. Okay, nine more strokes to go, and then we're gonna drop to 18 again. Uh, all that demonstrating what not to do there, I'll completely slow down by a second. Three, two, one. Right, back to 18s and 2k plus 20. But don't worry if you are slowing down 
one or two seconds every now and then on these stroke rates. It's much better to go one or two seconds slower than it is to go one or two seconds faster. You want to keep this low and slow in order to build that powerful engine. The moment you start pushing too hard, that's when you start just working on the speed element of your engine. Which like I say, is nothing if you don't have the core engine to be able to power it properly. So even if you are around about 2K plus 22 seconds right now, don't worry about it. I'm at 2K plus 21. And although I'm trying to push a little bit harder to get up to 2K plus 20, I'm not panicking. So you finish with your hands, pulling in, deciding what you want to do with your elbows. And then the pace that you pulled the handle into your chest at, you release it at. So in, out, in, out. Exactly the same rhythm. Okay, so I don't want to see people holding it to their chest and then racing forwards. Okay, because there's no flow to that. But I also don't want to see people throwing it out as though it's a hot potato. And then bearing in mind what I'm saying about flow, try and keep a nice rhythm of going in, out, nice and smooth. And then that out triggers your forward lean over your hips in a nice smooth move. <clears throat> so if you find yourself going in a really robotic move. So arms, back, knees, roll. So there's no real flow, no real dance between the phases of your stroke. Then just try and loosen up a bit. Think about the zombies. So in, out. That out triggers that move over your back. So it's not jaggy moves. And then 
once your hands your arms are past your knees and you're in that nice loose zombie straight arms you're ready for the next stroke It's a lot to say about arms when effectively the only time they really put in power from themselves is here at the pool. But they're so important in terms of putting that power in from your legs, but also in creating that flow and rhythm of the stroke because as you come forwards arm straight forward lean to one o'clock and then push with the legs while holding that forward lean one o'clock and straight arms and then as your legs come halfway through the drive that's when you swing your back And then once your backswing starts, that's when your arms pull in to then be the ones that control the recovery to the front of the machine. Okay, three strokes, then we're back up to 20s. One more. Alrighty, here we go. You can sense these are coming round quicker and quicker now aren't they only got five minutes on these twenties before we then go back to 18 again remember just get that power from your legs and try to get it all into the machine and the way you do that is by making sure you slide forwards so that your shins are vertical that gives you maximum reach from the front and then you make sure when you drive with the legs that you come all the way to the back get those legs down don't lock your knees but get your legs down and a good tip is to point your toes towards the front of the machine as you come to the back and that will make sure your legs have put in all of the available power and it also helps with your posture at the back of the stroke as you use your core to just stabilize yourself at the finish because remember we're now just over 33 minutes in 
and I'm still rowing with my feet out of the straps and I haven't fallen off the back of the machine yet and that's because I'm getting my legs down so that all of the power is going into the machine but also so there's no momentum really for me to go flying off the machine there's the backswing and arm pull but that's where your core comes in we're having a nice braced core at the back of the stroke and a powerful posture so that your back isn't kind of slumped at the back and that's what stops me from flying off the back if you have a slumped back at the back of the stroke the biggest telltale sign is that your tailbone is kind of tucked underneath your bottom so if you're all like this with your hips pointing backwards knees popping up before you can get the handle over them they are all telltale signs that you don't have a powerful posture at the back the point being that as you come to the front you want to be up on your sit bones not tucked under and rolled in and then as you swing your back over your hips all you're doing is tilting over your sit bones okay four strokes and then back to 18s two more one more here we go 18s again 2k plus 20 make sure to continue to think about the timing as you push your feet into the machine and your hands pick up the handle you'll tell if you get that wrong if you pull too soon ooh, I just flew off the back you pull too soon you fly off the back but you also <laughs> that was close you also <clears throat> completely lose the leg power so if you are having problems getting that leg power into the machine chances are it's because you're pulling too soon which I'm not going to demonstrate again on the handle 
And so your legs literally can't connect with the right amount of power. But if you push too soon with your legs, what happens is your, your butt goes scooting out from behind you, from underneath you. And then you're left with just your back and arms generating power. Again, if you're having issues trying to get that leg power dialed into the machine, it could be that you're getting that timing wrong. And often what can be the cause of that is trying to over compress or over lean at the front. Because as you come forwards, your body coils up like a spring of potential energy. And that spring wants to release itself. So if you spring too tight and don't hold it, your backside escapes from underneath you. Or if you over lean in with your upper back, same thing happens. Your backside escapes from underneath you. Whereas if you slide far enough and only lean to one o'clock, you're just compressed enough to push out with your legs without that escapee butt. Okay, 30 seconds, then we're gonna go into our 20s again, but this time for only three minutes. Because we're almost there. Just over six minutes to go. Two more strokes. One more. Alrighty, up to 20s again. 2K plus 18. And then the last thing really to say is just one of the reasons it's so useful to row out of the straps is that I can't be lazy and either flick my feet up to stop myself at the back of the stroke or pull myself up the machine up the rail to the front of the machine both of which waste energy that could be going into your stroke and they ruin your posture an angel cries <laughs> right five minutes to go we're almost there so if you have been doing these sessions the past few weeks, 
and this is us broken the longest row so far or longest continuous row we've done longer ones as intervals but not solidly and it's been a good one for me because I don't know if you are following this plan or not but week three session five I decided to go on tour took the machine to the shores of a loch nearby with the hills in the background very picturesque but unfortunately there was a slight right to left tilt to the machine which I complained about a few times in the row because I hadn't fixed it and then I've just spent the entire weekend in quite a lot of pain due to my lower back going into spasm because of it so this is a nice first recovery row back after being away for two days learn the lesson folks make sure your machine is level okay two strokes last one now we're at 18s again but only for two minutes I mean your machine well it's a concept too anyway is designed to have a very slight downward lean this way towards the front of the machine which helps with that flow recovery so don't try and level your machine this way but do try to level it from side to side or maybe you just don't have a back that complains the way mine does now where are we so heart rate wise I am up at 148 which is 80% of my maximum or my rowing maximum heart rate however I do tend to add on 5 to 10% allowance for the fact I talked to you the whole way so I'd say bearing in mind I said around about 70% after half an hour then factoring in my talking increase and being at 80% pretty much bang on for a 45 minute rope okay one more stroke and then our last 20s here we go just 20 strokes at 2k plus 18 you can count them down if you wish
we're almost there. I mean, regardless of going up and down stroke rates and paces, just rowing for 45 minutes is going to be good for you and good for that core engine. It's just the slower you, or the closer you keep to the pace guide more like, the more beneficial it is in terms of just working on that low core fitness. Two strokes to go. One more. Whew. And that's it. 10,809 meters for me. Maybe you just broke 10K for the first time, who knows? 45 minutes. It's probably quite likely that a few of you, maybe you never rode 10K before, just being strapped in for 45 minutes. Maybe you're like, blimey, I did it. But don't stop, <laughs> don't stop training. Don't stop the plan just because you broke the 10K. Now it's all about just getting uh, fitter and faster and being able to be more comfortable, maybe do it a lot quicker. That's why there's still, what, four and a half weeks left of the plan. So then we'll keep on increasing towards the final week. We'll keep on increasing the time of this session too, so that eventually, where will we be? So week five will be 50, six will be 55, seven will be an hour. Then week eight tends to be a taper week. So I don't know if I'll, I might just stop at the hour and then week eight is a taper week to then finish with your 10K time trial at the end of week eight. eight. So that's why I've made it an eight week, eight week instead of a six or seven. Anyway, I'm flapping my gums again, sorry. Let's get into a two minute cool down. Let me quickly load that up. But I think we could probably have done with having that slightly longer chat. Just have a quick drink. Tell yourself down. Right. Here we go then, so two minute cool down. Let's just stick to 18 strokes a minute and whatever pace you wanna go at that feels as though you're just gliding into a nice cool down, ready to stop, okay? So in three, two, one, go. I'm just gonna take this nice and gentle. Again, just because I'm wanting to protect my lower back. That all went well today, so hopefully if I go stretch off my hamstrings and things afterwards, I'll be a step closer to it all just going away. I mean, to be honest, it was nice. We actually, the family, the four of us went away, uh, had a nice night away in Loch Lomond on Saturday night. Lovely dinner. Julie did some, well, Julie and Jamie went for a swim in Loch Lomond while Holly and I were a lot more sensible and just watched <laughs> from the shore because it was freezing. Nutters. So just had a fun, enjoyable two days away rather than sitting here trying to panic about when I was going to try and squeeze in a row. And I've said before that every now and then I like taking off two days in a row instead of it always just being like, Three days, squeezing a rest day. Three days, squeezing a rest day. Or even six days, squeezing a rest day. So I like just taking a slightly longer break, especially if I know I'm coming back to a session like this. I just think my body, 
reacts to it better, keeps the en energy levels up and also just stops it plateauing. It's like your body gets used to being in the same routine, the same cycle. So if you can do, th can do things to destabilize that, then hopefully your body will not just plateau and stop responding to training stimulus. Right, that's my cool down done. You either continue to row or just start packing up, do some stretching and things while I just close off and say goodbye. Um, thank you so much for doing this one. I mean, we are starting to get progressively longer and harder as we go through this 10K plan. So this is what's going to make you better at it. And also it's going to help you just get there if you've never done a 10K before. So you will notice that these sessions are getting progressively harder, but that's the point of a the plan. There's no point me just throwing out eight weeks worth of meh sessions. So um, I could almost be the hashtag, but it's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just trying, sorry, I just had a, a brain as I was thinking of a hashtag. So remember, what did I say? I said, you have to, you not have to last to go fast. Yeah, I'm just trying, trying to think if, if that's not too long a hashtag to use when you're making a comment. You've got to go, you've got to last to go fast. Yeah, I can just easily say that on a t-shirt, but yeah. You can leave a comment, just do something along those lines, just to let me know you got this far through the video and to say hello and whatever. And do leave comments. I mean, listen, I, I say it very, very often, but the reason that I keep on making these videos is because people watch them and comment on them and are, seem to be responding to, to what I'm doing. So in order for me to know that you're out there, it's all very good having like a viewing number clicking up, but it's also nice to know um, how you're getting on with them, how you're enjoying them, whether you think I'm talking too much, whether I'm talk whether I'm not talking enough, which is very unlikely. Um, and all that kind of stuff, whether you enjoy them, it's just nice to, to I mean, listen, I'm here on my own. Um, and so it's nice to, to interact with folks. Hey man, it's, it's, they call it social media because it's all about being social, not anti-social media. Anyway, is YouTube social media? I guess it is because of the, the stuff. So Anyway. anyway, right, okay, I'm obviously pontificating, so I guess it's the right point, point for me to say goodbye. So, thank you so much for doing this. I will see you in week four, session three, which is going to be the top tier of week four, so get ready for that one. But this session will have got you nice and recovered and ready for it, so this is the going. This is what's going to make you last so that you can go fast. There we go. It's lovely, isn't it? Anyway, thank you so much. Stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye.